2: Here are your hosts,
0: Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
3: Welcome in Thursday morning edition of Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We will call Jeffrey Wright in a minute, and I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, No, and I have not discussed the podcast this morning, so... um, uh, we'll talk to Jeffrey in a second. Obviously, uh, hit on whatever else uh, comes up here in the next little bit. First of two shows today, hand raised guys tonight at seven to uh, close your day. It's always a full packed day on Thursdays with NPW Digital. Anyway, so no, um, uh,
4: no Pete's pigskin preview today. Um, I don't know what happened. I hit the record button. Uh, we were pa- we were recording. I lost Pete for a second. He he's had connectivity issues. I hit pause. I hit record again. It told me it was recording. It did not. First time it's ever happened to me, but it happened, and so it is what it is. Yeah. So by the end of this day, I'm not sure that's going to matter. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, I don't know. We'll talk about whatever we talk about, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Uh, Game Day football jerseys still available. One more to go in that contest this season. They've given out six so far. They'll give it one more for the Egg Bowl. You make a purchase. And every time you make a purchase, you have a chance to sign up there with the Blue Sky and Oxford lunch specials as well. Any size fountain drink and bread of your choice coming with, uh, with those.
4: And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And uh, the rest is up to you. Shop it around. Do what I've done. I'd recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright. Others will join on the rafters. Music and food hotline. Rafters on the squares. The perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. My computer hates me, man. Um, they can accommodate parties of ten to five hundred. It's great food with Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call Jeannie, 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and to reserve a date. We won't have Pete's uh, Pigskin Preview, probably because I screwed something up. But regardless, go visit Walk-Ons. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth, watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers and Fresh Salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Also, let Walk-Ons take care of your tailgating needs. Inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters, order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Visit the Walk-Ons today in Oxford or Ridgeland. Is Check, you ready? Is he ready? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. i try Uh Do you mind just checking with him real quick? Yep. Uh, we will have uh, McCrady and Siski today at two. If Tyler doesn't win this week, he he's just not meant to win because uh, if he if he's done one minute of research on his picks, he's ahead of me, and I suspect that that's not going to change between now and two o'clock.
3: Well, Camel and Greg have shown you that sometimes that's the best path to mm-hmm. success. We're about to find picks. out.
4: I'll tell you that we're 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 about to. Fix- you
3: haven't you haven't dove into Big Twelve action today.
4: <sighs> no, no, um. You, so much. you were aware of what I was doing late last night because I was on the phone with you late last night. I was exhausted. I was. My suspicion is that I hit the wrong button when Pete came back. I oh, was, really? I was so tired. Literally, I was as Pete was doing his film thing, I caught myself nodding off a couple of times. Not because Pete's boring, just because I'm exhausted. It's about to get worse. But you're, at least you're not driving to Fayetteville tomorrow. Yeah. I'm almost looking forward to driving to Fayetteville Yeah, because, Zone out a little? Well, I'm going to turn everything off and just kind of get my thoughts straight. Yeah.
3: He says he'll be in studio in five, but can do phone now.
4: So it's up to you. All right. Well, did I, I called him via Skype, correct, on his phone?
3: Yeah, we've had issues with FaceTime
4: audio with connectivity. I don't know why, yeah. but it okay. has been messing up. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call him on Skype. Okay. you talk to the people for a minute, and I'll pull yeah, that sure. up. Yeah,
3: Um, reminder, I I know you people are worried about other things, but, uh, Ole Miss basketball tomorrow night, UT Martin as well, because otherwise I will forget to mention that at all over the course of, uh, today's show. Um, so that is, uh, that is tomorrow. Got a, um, podcast coming out later today with, uh, Javon Patterson, former Ole Miss, uh, Offensive lineman now working, uh, to get former players, uh, involved with the foundation. So will have that publisher in a little bit. Recorded with him several days ago, but just from a couple different reasons, just now running today. So that will be out later. So we've got a lot of podcasts still coming up on the network even without Pete's pigskin preview for Ole Miss in Arkansas. I exchanged five questions with the Arkansas rival site. I would assume those will be out some point today. He's been really responsive. I've sent him my answers. I'm waiting on his so as soon as I get those it's probably we will publish that yours. as well.
4: He's probably publishing your answers. Oh, before he sends me his? I think so? I don't know. <laughs> that is apparently a beat where the people expect you to cover everything, and he's a one-man band. Oh, really? Yeah. like Oh, God. And that beat apparently at Rivals.com is a... Um, They're doing a lot of... Tr- it's, it's mincemeat. They just wear you out. and You spit you out, and you're gone. They're doing some track and field and stuff? No, but apparently their people expect, like, football, men's basketball baseball, and then they expect some of the other stuff too. And then Mm -hmm. they want old school recruiting coverage because they haven't figured out because nobody will just tell them that recruiting has really, really changed.
2: Yeah.
4: Good morning. What's so good about it? I'm sorry. Oh, good morning. How are you? Uh...
1: You know, well, it's just, it's a Thursday in November, Neil. It's a Thursday in November.
4: That is, that is truer words have never been spoken. Like I wrote on, on a uh, picks this morning. I went, you know, we're about to find out, and, and I just was telling Chase, we're about to find out whether just gut feeling works on picking games because I don't have time to research.
1: Well, but more importantly, where was my pre- preamble? You know, I mean, what a, what a triumph for the ages to just see, Someone just down on his luck, that just scratched and clawed his way back to the top. I mean, I presume that you'll chronicle it after the season when you get a little more time. But again,
4: yeah, well, I I was going to. to That was where I was going to go this morning, and
1: um, a triumph of the human
4: spirit. Let's just say that my ability to multitask was being tested, and uh, the the uh, the ode to Jeffrey Wright paid the price, but. Mm If if you continue with your momentum and you overtake Parham here, um, you you will get your just due.
1: What is it with uh you traveling to Arkansas and coaching searches?
4: Is there symmetry there? Is there symmetry? I don't remember.
1: Uh, before Arkansas, you and I were sitting in the press box, and that was when you you found out Hugh had the floor to offer.
4: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember stuff like that. I remember being in Lexington when when I knew that Nut was getting canned. Yeah. In in Nashville well, did, when I realized he was in deep you also trouble. Know,
1: so you also knew in Vanderbilt when. <laughs>
4: yeah. I mean when Pete said so. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of a clue. Um, that
1: that was what they call a tell in the business. Boys and girls.
4: So I made a post a little while ago. Uh, for those that don't subscribe to rebelgrove.com, dot com, now would be a really good time. Uh, it's the same price that it was when uh, Washington crossed the Delaware back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there if you want to read it. I'm going to keep it behind uh, a paywall, although. In who, who fairness,
1: though, so when Washington crossed the Delaware, it was in pounds. Now it's in the dollars. So yeah, it, it was might really have to be a little cheaper. It was really
4: expensive then. I mean, nine ninety five a month back yeah. then was pretty pretty costly. Yeah. Um, it's my understanding, and I'm, I'm, I feel awfully confident in the, in the sourcing, that Lane Kiffin doesn't have an offer yet, that Auburn actually has not completely zeroed in on one person. They're, they're still uh, deep diving on two. In fact, they were doing a lot of Hugh Freeze research earlier this week, a lot. Uh, they're, they're, and they're diving deep into Kiffen as well because there are – it's going to be real here – there are personal – Things in both men's pasts, as there are in most people's past, um, that uh, they, they want to make sure that they are, are fully understanding of before they invest multiple millions of dollars in that person. Um, but it sure sounds like it's going to be uh, Kiffin, because I think Cohen's not stupid. He knows that's who his people want. He knows that's who Jimmy Rain wants, it's my understanding. Jimmy Rain really was infatuated with Dan Lanning, uh, they inquired on Dan Lanning. It went nowhere, and uh, Kiffin's the next guy. Now, there are people over there that are making this report that, that Kiffin has an offer. It is my understanding from multiple sources that he does not have one. If Lane Kiffin gets an offer, would you anticipate that he would go to Ole Miss and let them try to counter, or do you think that's that?
1: No, I think he would go to Ole Miss with – all of the leverage, and I think if he got what he wanted, I think Ole Miss could keep him. Now the question is, can Ole Miss give him what he wa- Is that counter-offer, the question's going to become, can Ole Miss actually counter the counter-offer?
4: The question I have is less about salary and more yeah, just... Yeah. M- it, NIL. Yes, yeah, it's I just agree. NIL. It's, it's can you put NIL together? And because to this date, and Chase can probably weigh in on this better than I can, but to this date, it doesn't sound like they've been able to gain real traction as it pertains to NIL. Now they've got Grove Collective people members are up or whatever. I don't know what I don't I don't know I don't know what's in the NIL. And look, Auburn is talking this massive number, and I can't sit here and tell you it's not true. I I can't I cannot sit here and go Auburn doesn't have twelve to fifteen million dollars in an NIL. I don't know that. I, now, if I'm Lane or Hugh or anyone else, if I'm taking that job based on that, I need to see some proof, right? At some point, someone's going to show me, well, here's where the money is. It's right here, and here, here's what it is. Um, but Well, I, I
1: think Lane will need to know that number. I don't think Hugh needs to know that number.
4: No, that's a good point. Hugh, Hugh will take the Auburn job if the Auburn job is offered. I was told that Correct. emphatically, and duh. Um, I was told... Kiffin, it was likely was the word. Not a certainty, but likely. That was late yesterday. We lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Um, But, you know, like, here's what's, I mean, I hate to be overly critical of something that I just am not aware of, the inner workings of it. But like this morning, Walker Jones tweeted that um, the Grove Collective had reached a deal with a, a corporate partner, corporate sponsor. And I told Chase, well, if you have at this point, knowing the, the, the lay of the land, why not just announce that sponsor? Don't be cryptic about it. Go Here's who it is. It's company X. Well, marketing and PR in general, always positive. Always
3: lie. You know, that was my point yesterday. We talked about the podcast I mentioned yesterday. If I'm any collective in the country, forget Ole Miss. Just lie about your numbers. Who cares? Nobody's opening up the books. I mean, don't be stupid. But transparent is not the answer from a marketing standpoint. It's be as positive as possible. Get more people engaged. Because, I mean, one of the worst things you can do from a marketing or PR, PR standpoint is blame the people you are trying to collect from. And try to browbeat them into giving more money. It doesn't work.
1: Well, I mean, it's the whole basis of my radio show is don't tell the story, tell your story. Yeah, yeah. and do you know where I learned that lesson? In a marketing class in college.
4: Like, yeah, I'm. 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 I'm being. I'm trying to be super careful here about what I say because I just don't. I. I. Now. I don't, I don't now. Want
1: I. I would at least say if I'm going to be fair. It's entirely possible, the the company, the corporate partner, either a they want like paperwork and whatnot. Like it's a, the only way you don't announce the company is if the company that's paying for it says I don't want it announced.
4: Right, right.
1: Because at that point you are beholden to them.
4: Then my attitude is don't don't tease it. The problem with the tease, well, the problem with teasing stuff is that. You, you tease something and you build expectations and you build expectations and you build expectations and then you come in with a thud. Because let's be real. When you say, hey, we've landed this big corporate sponsor, people go, finally, they got FedEx involved.
3: Well, when you don't say corporate sponsor, if you can't say who it is, it's the amount of the gift. You know what I mean? Hey, we got a fish this morning that gave $500,000. Yes. Okay, cool. Who gives a crap who it is? Right. Oh, they're being charitable and anonymous and that's great. But that has a tangible benefit to yes. it. Because the two tangible benefits in announcing this are either the name of the corporation or the amount of revenue that is being given to, to this for
4: whatever purpose. That's it. One of the two. But back to the subject at hand, Ole Miss plays Arkansas on Saturday night. They play Mississippi State a week from tonight. They, they're not in the SEC championship game. And I believe, based on what I've heard, that late next week, that's the, the, the what the sourcing said, late next week. Well, late next week means Friday. I believe they're going to approach Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin at that point is not preparing for a football game, and he can entertain that – he can hold that audience, if you will.
1: They being Auburn.
4: They being Auburn. And, I, I, and, and, and presumably they being Ole Miss. If I'm Ole Miss, I'm trying to get ahead of this, but – I, I don't think that's the strategy. And maybe it's because they, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot there. I, 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 um, but you know, well,
1: I could make the case for why they can't get ahead of it. I think the reason why they can't get ahead of it is it seems to me in this particular case, the salary and what we're talking about in terms of the offer almost doesn't really control that. It seems like, it seems like the number that is the number that, that Lane cares about the most is the NIL number. Yeah, I mean, and,
3: salary is not the point here at all. And the thing that's mm-hmm. a problem, you can't really fix it in a week anyway. Right. I mean, you, you you can present a plan and go, no, stay, and here's the reason, and here's whatever, whatever. But, I mean, you're not going to get a ton of tangible po- you know, fixes in six days.
1: Were well, y'all – because I've heard – 13 million. So that number, that is in between whatever Neil, Neil's saying 12 to 15. 13 to me is in between 12 and 15. Sure. I mean, do we have any, do we have any impression of where the old miss number was? Because to me, my first thought was, well, if 13's the number, that's still not even what? Half of what the biggest, the, the big boys are playing with, right?
4: Depends on who you believe, right? We're back into that deal of it's the boys. Sure. I mean, it's the... And is it total? Is it annual? I mean, there's so much crap here. That's my point. You can
3: just tell whatever story you want. It's the boys in the yeah, school. Like for, it's, it's the boys yeah, in see, the school you are
1: point. talking it's about who's right the $31 out there. million. Dollar, is the $31 million signing class for Texas A&M. Well, is that like NFL contracts where they announce yeah, the total value? Four? But you no know, one... No one ever gets the total value of an NFL contract. Like is, is that, or is it 31 million for each kid? Yeah, you know, was that a signing bonus?
3: Well, I mean, and look, let's take Auburn for example. They essentially were withholding funds from Harson because they didn't want him to succeed. So they've yeah. been raising this stockpile because they weren't using it on the last guy for a year and a right. half. So is it simply the nest egg that they've been saving for, but now once it's over, they can't replicate it again? And I don't know the answer. You know what about. I mean? So yeah. in some ways, that's Flaws' well, goal well, th-
1: wh- Where was the war- Where did the war chest come from to pay Harson off?
4: They, well, Good question. They, I mean, they paid off. They paid Amazon off Amazon, too. They, they're, they're paying off Harson, And presumably they're willing to go. I mean, look, I've heard the, the consistent number I've heard is seven years, 11 million a year. Is that right? I don't know. Is, is that just a a, a, a a number that got circulated that, t- that's so many from times? from Auburn, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And for what it's worth, I mean – the number I keep hearing from Ole Miss is that they can go to six years and that they can go to $10 million a year. And then I'm going to repeat what I've said all along, and I said this on G-Pits with Jay. I just don't think it matters. I don't think it matters I don't, at all. I all. think we're
3: having a conversation that is completely irrelevant yeah. with salary.
4: I think you can do 20 years at whatever because he's not staying. He's, listen, I'm going to say this again. He's not going to be at Ole Miss or Auburn in five years, period. I'll, 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 that's my bet. I'll go 100% on it. I'll double down. He's, he's going to coach in the NFL – or a or, or coach at one of the major Texas schools. And then here too. And, and by the way, Jay pushed back on this. The idea that you can't go from Ole Miss to the NFL, but you can from Auburn to the NFL oh, God. is holy shit. I mean, of course you can – look. Hang on, Jay said you couldn't? Well, he, he thought it would be easier from Auburn. And, and that's fine, whatever. I mean, look, Jay, Jay's got an audience that he does have to placate. I, I, I've done it differently, so I don't really feel like I have to. Matt Rule left Baylor. It for the is. NFL, okay. So stop. Point being, real quick, with that contract thing, uh,
3: salaries are relevant to me. I don't think it matters. I think they're all close enough, and that's not what was dictating this decision at all. I just don't think it matters. But yeah, I mean, look, Ole Miss can add. Ole Miss has a just quickly for everybody, real quick, thirty seconds. Ole Miss has a four-year state contract maximum. We all know that. With the foundation, you can do a bunch of auto rollovers and roll it out however long. But press matters here to an extent, especially to Lane. They can't announce a seven, eight, nine, six year contract. Frankly, right. and again, you can get pissed off at whomever. The IHL freaking hates it when you do that, and they won't allow it. You cannot. The, con, the, the press headline will be four years, no matter if it's right. 14 years. Right. So a lot of that stuff, it becomes back to perception, reality. Who cares about what? I don't know because it doesn't freaking matter. But. They're not going to announce a seven, eight year contract. They're just not.
4: So one of the things I was told, and this starts to run together because I've kind of worked on this, what, Chase, two months? Uh, Sure. You know, I mean, the Auburn thing has been on the radar for a couple of months, and I've been on the phone with people about it for a couple of months. One of the things that I've heard Lane wants is a public discourse of how much money Ole Miss has in NIL, and at least to this moment i've not seen anything along those lines from the grove collective that's my point just lie just throw a number out there who cares
1: so i guess my question is is why is it because they don't want the number out there or is there some restrictive element like i that that's I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, this is no, duh. no, no, no,
4: I, no. I, 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 well, I mean, I have an opinion and I'm sitting here deciding whether or not I want to express it I, 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 because it's, it's a negative opinion and it, it's, it's, it's really negative and I could be wrong.
1: So the obvious answer is they don't want the number out there because the number won't make them look good.
4: <sighs> or they're just hung up on the privacy of it all. You know, they don't want to get well, into a, it. They don't want to, you know, it's, it's the.
1: Aren't you always hung up on privacy when you know that you're not going to, you're not going to be presented the best?
4: I don't know. You know, look, we've watched this because, you know, we did that first NIL deal with Chance Campbell before last season. And we started having conversations with Grove Collective, what, last year? It was the day of the AFC championship game, so January. Okay. Um, Go Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. I I like the Bengals over the Chiefs in that game. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
4: You know, and, and they were grassroots at that point. And we had a meeting with Walker Jones and his people October. September September I think but okay yeah yeah. I mean you know and they were taking it over and and to be frank we haven't had Chase may have I haven't had a single interaction with them since then we we, we had all
3: the podcast kerfuffle that went on that weekend and I think I had one more phone call maybe middle of the next week and now Liston. Oh, is that is that? And way, now that, that and, and, way, and that's from that, and, and that's from a that, that's from a Walker standpoint. I I I I talked and met with Liston more recently, and they were incredibly helpful for the Quinshawn Judkins feature story that Brian wrote last week. And no, they were right. you, that that was Grove Collective assisted to a large level, but yeah. beyond that, yeah, that that's kind of where we are. I don't know anything else about their happenings. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I guess
1: the. The bigger question that I have is, you know, what are what are we? Does anyone have a guess at where Ole Miss fits in in the pecking order? Because I'll be honest, of all the things that I hear concern about, doesn't that seem to be the one that's the biggest concern in yes. terms of if you're trying to analyze the situation? Because in the end, what we're talking about is okay. What is the salary cap? And if you're going to take any sports job, isn't that the number one concern?
4: Well, because here would be my concern if I'm Lane Kiffin, and this is this is somewhat informed. This would be a question I would have if I'm sitting down with Ole Miss late next week to discuss what the hell I'm about to do. Okay, we stopped we stopped the stadium um, reconstruction project under the auspices, at least in part of hey, we, we need to put that money at this point towards NIL. That was going to be – what was the stadium going to cost, Chase, over the course of time?
3: I think it was, I think it was $150, was not it? It was way more than that. I thought, yeah, I thought it was even more than that. But either, hundreds of million.
4: Okay, so we're not going to
3: raise – I that. think the
1: first – I think Chase is right. I think the first side, the first phase was like 150 I think it was 350 total, something
4: sure. like that. So we're not going to raise that money right now because – we want you to redirect we, redirect to nil. We want that money redirected to nil. That was what? When was that announcement made? You're you're better at time. Yeah, I mean, I was, think the,
1: su- the so,
3: I think
4: the summer, right? Yeah, five six months ago. I don't know. So six us right. call, call it six months just for clarity. Six months later, where where is where is that money? Has that money been raised? Is it is it for nil? And if so, how much is it? And if not, why not? Why why did that why did that ball get dropped? And if that ball has been dropped. If you're telling me we're going to recover the fumble here, tell me how quickly you're going to recover it, how you're going to recover it, and where you go from here. Because his concern is, and, and I, I know this well enough to say it out loud his concern is that without NIL, he thinks it's the only thing, really, that it's the most important thing and maybe the only thing that matters in recruiting. And now, and it's, hold on one second. Yeah, go ahead. So he thinks that if you can't have, if you don't have that war chest to get players, that not only can you not get them, but that if you, if you have them on your roster, you can't prevent them from being stolen. Yeah, because a couple things here. Yeah, look, construction
3: costs also played a role here, but, um, because they don't know when they're going to start it back because of construction costs. It just made sense. But this is also one of those deals where, hey, moving forward, don't put the money there, put it here. Because the first part of the pledges went to the Manning Center. And that's fully funded for 2023. They got to do some other stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. Point being, it's kind of a moving forward standpoint. And look, the foundation can do a lot of legwork to assist the Grove Collective. They can't literally run the credit cards. They cannot collect the money. That is not allowed. You cannot facilitate it directly in that way. So that still comes back to the Grove Collective needing to do that step of the process to actually secure the funds into existence. You might have understand. Yeah, right. I, I was just kind of breaking uh, it down real quick.
1: Yeah, I guess my other question is: when you're like, "Well, they can't do this," says who? Doesn't seem to me like that there is a whole lot of can and can't do this right now.
4: Well, I think that's, and I think that's sort of what a lot of coaches are looking around. Like there, there are coaches at other programs that I know are disgruntled because of NIL, who look around and go, "You know, in an ideal world." And Lane's one of these guys, by the way. In an ideal world, there are, there's a cap, there's there's regulation on this that it gets, it gets it under controlled. But there's no sign whatsoever that the NCAA has any taste for that, that has any interest in that. And so, without that, it's a free for all. And in a free for all, it's bigger is better, more is better. The more you have, the the better you can be that that is that that's the deal and so it becomes a you know what measuring contest and so, so
1: well isn't there also another uh pun absolutely intended elephant in the room
4: yeah for sure that elephant's absolutely in the room and and it's the part that auburn doesn't want to acknowledge and But Kiffin knows it, per people who have talked to Kiffin. He knows that you can, you can get the Alabama job from Ole Miss. You cannot and will not get the job from Auburn. There are, I'm told, and Chase, Mike, can vouch for this at this point. I, I, don't, really, I don't see any point in continuing to be like cryptic about it. There are three college jobs that I'm told he views are head and shoulders above the rest of the country in, in, in the current environment, and it's Alabama, Texas and Texas A and M. I mean, I was told not USC. Not USC. I was told yesterday that um, one of the reasons, of course, that he, I guess
1: he can't get the USC job again.
4: Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. That feels like that would be a tough, tough haul. Um, one of the reasons that he's salty sometimes about Jimbo is not just that they don't like each other. It, it's uh, that he can't get over how much Jimbo has wasted the resources that he has but he views those jobs as the the elite jobs. Now, you know, it's interesting that two of those jobs are in the division that he's in right now. And so, you know, you're I pissed off a lot of Auburn people yesterday, and so I'll throw this at you, Jeffrey, and tell me whether I'm wrong. It's not an insult in my opinion, but in my opinion, on its best day, Auburn's the fourth best job in the SEC West. And frankly, on its worst day, it's the fourth best job in the SEC West. The Oxford Exxon Podcast, also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to Uh Use the promo code REBELGROVE. Get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. DeadSoxy.com. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area and Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by The Rogue, get your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, so many more. Forty four fifty, I fifty five North in Jackson or therogue.com. We're also brought to you by our friends at Walkons. Walkon Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Uh, Visit their stores in Oxford or Ridgeland today. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right, every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out want it, bid it, win it. Solutions Rx is a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. I've been taking some uh, Solutions Rx products for a while. What they really do is they just help with uh, create, God uh, reversing is the word I was looking for, the depletion of minerals and vitamins in your body from some of the medicines that you take. It puts those vitamins back into the body Helps with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant, and taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings, seventy-nine ninety-one Highway 7 South and Hawkeye Custom Builds, your building to your specifications, however you want. Your carport, ATV, your storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Halcomb can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Halcombe makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to hawkeyebuildings.com. We're also brought to you by 7South Tailgating. Still a couple of games left in November, Alabama coming to town, so is Mississippi State. To uh, make sure that your uh, tailgate is one that It's easy for you, one that you'll always remember, one that's uh, convenient where you can enjoy your friends and the game and not worry about all the setup and cleanup. Get in touch with the people at 7southtailgating.com. Submit your request today. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your order. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell-recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Layman's Fine Jewelry at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Laman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at com or call them at
0: 662 We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Based on the information we currently have, are we trying to? I think we're
2: talking
3: out? straight resources Just the and whole infrastructure available. If every job was open, how would
4: you pick them? Yeah, if I said if you had a hundred, yeah, if, if you offer that,
1: I'd like to know. I'd like to know if the Arkansas rumors are true and that they're going to get because you can laugh all you want, but ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Fortune 100 or honestly Fortune 500 retail company, you have a presence in. Northwest Arkansas, so if you know you you can roll your eyes all you want, but uh,
4: I think I think Arkansas is is going to be interesting down the road. But the problem for Arkansas, and look, I have kids up there. We love Fayetteville. It's a it's a beautiful place. We enjoy visiting. Um, That being said, the problem that they're going to continue to have, I suspect, is unlike Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A and M, they are not smack dab in the middle of a ripe. Fertile recruiting area, and you still have to get kids to go. Sure, but but
1: if we're trying to rank the jobs, my point is, if they really do have the money, and like even by Kiffin, he thinks that's the only thing that matters. I mean, you know, don't you have to acknowledge that?
4: You do, you do. I still, I still would put. It's hard for me to justify a world where I put Arkansas ahead of Auburn. I, I can't. I can't get there yet. Now you might be right. The, yeah, the landscape could change. It's more
1: betting. It's that's a, honestly that'd be more like betting on a stock, like yeah. or you know taking a future that you yeah. think maybe. But that, at this point, I think that's probably fair. But I mean, I do think the bigger question is: well, is four closer to seven or is four closer to one?
4: That's a great question. My point was if you asked 100 college football coaches and you said, hey, guys, great news. You get to be an SEC West coach um, tomorrow. You're going to make $10 million a year. Um, you get to take over the program. You get autonomy. Now, that's, and that's, hey, that's an issue at Auburn that we'll get to in a minute. You get autonomy. You get everything you want. Pick your program. Go. I'm guessing that out of that 100, all the ballots are for one of three parties they either go to alabama lsu or texas a&m
1: i think that's more than
4: fair that was my, I mean, that was my I, point I,
1: I understand this is probably a question that he doesn't ask he being kiffin but has has an auburn coach ever not gotten fired
4: oh uh, let's see
1: <sighs> so die even get technically got fired uh Bowden, Terry got fired.
4: Tommy got uh, fired. Tommy got fired. Tommy and, got and, fi- and look, had it not been for Jay Tates reporting, Tommy gets fired a lot earlier. I mean, they were they were, they were hiring Bobby Petrino. Regardless, uh, Chiswick got fired after winning a national championship. Uh, they they spent years trying to fire Malzon and finally did it. Uh, Harson got Harson got one year before they tried to fire him. A year and a half before they did fire him, and. Enter Blaine slash Hugh.
1: So you can you can do the whole believe in yourself thing, and I understand coaches in general probably believe in themselves to a level that the average human being cannot comprehend, and, yeah. and I can accept that. But don't you also have to be – if you're sitting there going, if you believe that Auburn is not your destination job, don't you have to tread – carefully Yeah. If you're Hugh, if you're Hugh, it's your only probably realistic. I think Auburn's your only realistic shot back in the SEC. So, if you're Hugh, I get it on that by all means. But if I'm Lane and I don't view Auburn as a destination, doesn't that have to enter your calculus to a certain degree?
4: Yeah. It, it absolutely does. I mean, yeah, the place is still psychotic in some ways. No offense, Grant. Here's the yeah. Here's the deal. If I'm if I'm Ole Miss and I lose Lane Kiffin to Auburn, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my god, what shape are we in? Because you're not. I mean, look, nothing against Auburn. I've I've been clear on this, but Auburn, like today, this moment in time, is a train wreck. I mean, yeah, but a, isn't a Auburn
1: after they fire any coach a train wreck? Yeah,
4: but I mean, they're a special kind of train wreck right now. You've gone through a two-year deal where they literally tried to create a personal scandal so that they could fire Brian Harsin with cause. Like, they made it up. That doesn't happen everywhere.
1: No, but I've always viewed Auburn as like a speedboat. Like, Auburn can be, like, heading to a car, you know, just an absolute disaster of a crash. But it can change pretty quickly in any direction. Like Auburn can be rolling and all of a sudden it can be, you know, ready to fire its coach. But it also can be like, you know, Chiswick's last year, that looked like one of the worst football teams you've ever seen. Well, the next year they were, you know – They're a tip pass away from being the national champion.
4: I will say this now, in defense of whoever gets that job and in defense of some of the Auburn bullishness. And that was one game, and I was in a press box, and I was watching the Alabama deal from the sidelines. And I'm just going to tell you that I came away with two observations about Alabama, and I've run it through some people, and people have told me that I'm on to something. I saw cracks in the armor. I saw a special quarterback will them to a win over an Ole Miss team that's not the most talented team in the world. It's kind of thin, frankly. You do, the, you do the deal on the Ole Miss deal where you take the binoculars guys and you go down their bench and you look at guys who aren't playing and you go, what's his deal, his deal, his deal. There's, there is a lot of dead wood on that roster. I mean, a ton. Frankly, it's, it's an indictment of the current staff that three years in, you are so thin. I mean, I'm just being honest. But I looked at Alabama and I went, you know, I don't know that that's the well oiled monster machine that it's been over the last few years. And I told you guys, I talked to a pretty prominent NFL guy who told me that that was, that, that was an astute observation. That there are. Yeah, I mean, that, that, all you have to be, do
1: is look at.
4: And so if somebody. There's my,
1: my, very few times when Ole Miss and Alabama play. And I thought Alabama still was the if you're talking about the all aesthetics team, I thought Alabama was still better. Yeah. But it wasn't it was it was closer than I thought and the reason why I brought up in the post show, you know, if this really was supposed to be the greatest Alabama team of all time, like how did they misevaluate Yeah. so badly. But but the larger point that I'm trying to make is you know, I I saw, I don't know, like, I get it. Maybe Saban's doing the whole, hey, you know, you should appreciate winning more and whatnot. But when they had the fourth down where the center, you know, the clock's running out at the end of the quarter, and they're just trying to get a look and flirt with it, and the center snaps it, almost gets the stop, gets the ball right back. Saban went and kind of ripped them a little bit. But, I don't know, man, like, and maybe this is just projecting and whatnot, like I don't know, I just kind of sat there and wondered,' as, like, is he done?,
4: he's gotten a little softer, he's human, he's older, he's seventy one years old now, he's a grandfather, he's, you know he's I'm been sure there. he cares
1: about legacy, and nobody wants to be remembered as like you know. A total, a total dick. Like, yeah. There's
4: nothing more he can do to add to his legacy. I mean, what's what? I mean, we we all joke about it because literally, there's so many that we've lost count. He's won the championship what seven times? Yeah, six there, one at LSU. So what's eight?
1: Yeah, I would say I can't remember if it's seven at Alabama or and, but yeah.
4: Yeah. So when you say how many titles did Gene Chizik win? It's pretty easy to remember one. Right. I mean, you say you know how many titles has Calipari won? You go one. That's kind of a problem. With Saban, it's like, I don't know, 8, 6, 12, I don't know. How many SEC yeah, titles has he won? You're I, like, I don't, I don't are know. Talk, are we
1: talking full? Like, I don't know. Yeah, remember, exactly. Like, is, is that LSU one count? Like, right. I don't know.
4: That's my, that's my point. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, if, you, if you told me that he's just kind of lost the edge a little bit, and, and a little bit is all it takes, and then back to the NIL point, I think the better point, and this was the same NFL guy, he goes, you know, in the past, when we'd go visit them, they're just chock full of first and second round picks. He goes, now they're chock full of fourth and fifth round picks. Because what, what's happened? Well, those same kids who in the past all went to Alabama, now a lot of them are going to Georgia. A lot of them are at Texas A&M. And believe it or not, Texas A&M, go, go look at the mock drafts. I know they suck. I get it. But look at the mock drafts. They have like four or five dudes going in the first two rounds. And that's before, yeah, I mean, that's that's before NIL that's kicked in. That's the, that's the kids that they bought illegally in quotes. Now they buy them legally. I mean, look at a and M. I I realize they suck. Then go look at their recruiting class. And maybe rivals and their, on three and two, four, seven. Maybe, maybe we're all wrong. I mean, I, I grant you that possibility. Beats the hell out of me. I'm glad I don't evaluate high school football players. But all the A&M kids are five stars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am my my whole deal is it's where i wondered though like is alabama should alabama be in that tier with them because i don't know we've talked about it we talked about it all summer where uh, my concern with the alabama and the auburn jobs is i think those are great jobs in the under the table world i mean obviously i think the alabama job is a better job than the auburn job in the under the table world but i think the auburn job is a great job in the under the table world. I've not seen a lot of d- evidence to suggest that the schools that were great jobs in the under the table world will be the best jobs in the era of transparency. You know, I think, d- I, think d- I think he D-Clemson. looks
4: I think he looks at Alabama differently because of his 3 years there and he was there during the probably the late the Saban's late renaissance, if you will. He was a big part of the late renaissance. Um, and what he saw at Alabama was excellence across the board. Like the medical people, excellent. The academic advising people, excellent. The people that coordinated recruiting and evaluation, excellence. He just saw that what Saban got to do was do what Saban does well and surrounding him was excellence where Saban never had to worry about um, having to control all aspects of his program. He was able to delegate, pay for whatever you needed. You needed another analyst, you just go got the analyst. You needed another recruiting person, you just go got him. You just did it, and so I think that's that his his view of Alabama is more complementary to what he experienced than it is necessary necessarily where they are in from an nil structure today
1: i mean i can i can understand that but then it's where i ask you know if i'm asking the follow-up to him and this isn't a question for you it's like so is that more important to you or is the nil more important to you because like I think that's goes, I think part of the reason why Alabama is where they are right now. I don't think Nick Saban forgot how to coach. I think that they don't they can't go get the players that they used to go get.
4: Yeah, and I don't know the answer. I don't. I don't. I, that's. I. I think we're about to kind of find out over the next eight nine days. We're going to find out a whole lot about what it is that that he views as where he views things. I mean, I mean it's a it's a it's legitimately. I mean, look, I don't know that no one's going to ask it Saturday night. No one's going to ask it Monday because you're not going to get the answers. But in the, uh, in the aftermath of this, there's going to be a lot of questions asked of people of him and of people around him as to how he viewed different things. And if he stays here, right, if he stays here at this point, I mean, if you're Ole Miss and you avoid this threat, hey, guys, guess what? Incoming. There's a new threat coming. So you gotta, if, if the goal is to keep Lane Kiffin forever, well, you're probably in trouble. But if the goal is to keep him for a long period of time, you got to fix this right now. Because quite frankly, if you told me today that Lane Kiffin's not the next coach at Auburn, I would tell you it's because he got wind that something big is coming in the next 12 to 24 months.
1: Yeah, and I guess in fairness, like it's easy to sit there from the peanut gallery and go, you got to fix this. I mean, what if the answer is they can't fix
4: it? Exactly. And I don't, and I don't know that. And I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, who knows? I mean, may, you might be right. The reason that they're not being transparent is because the transparency would be brutal. I, who knows?
1: I mean, to me, like, when you don't, when you hide something, you're hiding it for a reason.
4: I mean, typically. I mean.
1: And typically you hide it because it makes you look poor. Not, you know what I mean? That was, that was, a, that pun was not intended, but like, that's what it, 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 fits.
3: But it's also, like I said, being honest. Doing it to be honest. Why? Who cares?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I,
3: I mean seriously, nobody's opening up books, redoing tax returns. Who cares? Everybody's lying. Everybody's acting like the four-year number's the one-year number. Everybody's full of crap.
4: Sure. I mean I, I did so I, joked about, crap. I joked about this yesterday on, on Twitter. I mean, you're telling me that all these kids that are getting promised all this money are actually getting the money? I think there's a whole lot of Michael Scott going on with I declare bankruptcy. I promised it, but <clears throat> good luck. Take me to collections, I suppose. I mean, how's that work? I mean, well, I mean it's I, the kids are it's not the
1: Donald Trump. It's just say you're a billionaire.
4: <laughs> well, it worked for Trump. Yeah. I mean, it did. It worked. I'm not talking about politically. It worked in the business world.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, in general, like, whatever, like.
4: Yeah, you just tell everybody, hey, we're the best. We make the best this and the best that, and we have the most, and we're the best, and. Okay. You know, it's, it's,
1: I mean, so much of everything is self-marketing.
4: Like, everybody keeps saying, hey, a and is going to not fulfill these promises, and kids are going to leave, and the next kids aren't going to go there. Well, guess what? Yeah, some kids are going to leave, but to this point, it looks like the next kids are going there. So they just well, promise. Yeah. You just make the it's same. A, it's,
1: almost, it's almost like uh, most human beings are kind of all wired the same. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to pay me the most, okay, sure.
4: Yeah, and you just, you're promising a bunch of 17- and 18-year-old kids mm-hmm. and the people around them who are naive. By the time they realize that the promise wasn't real, they've already played 12 games.
3: Yeah. And they'll go find somebody else in the portal to do
4: it again. Yeah. Or another high school kid. Yeah. Or just kids, just because they run fast and jump high. Well, doesn't... I mean, the kids even, they get the second payday. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> and sometimes the
4: third. And, 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 well, I mean, that's another subject for a different day, but it's coming. Yeah. They're. There is a,
3: At that point, we might as well just allow trades. There is a be, mean, there's it, a
4: belief out there in some coaching circles that what's coming is a wave of appeals of kids who have already done the portal, asking to do it again because their coach left. And there's a there's a there's a belief in some coaching circles that those appeals are going to be granted like candy. Just yeah, here's trick or treat. Here, here, here's here's your sw- bag of sweet. I mean, that
3: seriously might be the we always talk about what the thing is that breaks the back. That sure. might be it Could because be. at that point, there's ten problems with that that go Could beyond
4: be. functional. Could be. I mean, they, 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 you know, it was on the agenda and they ruled against it. Yeah. Um, because the coaches don't want it, but the NCAA is not showing a lot of teeth as it pertains to doing anything that quote punishes the kid. Nothing well, this is punishing the kid in their world. When the kid goes, well, yeah, I transferred to school X, but I transferred to school X because of Coach Y. And Coach Y just left for school Z. I said, I I don't want to be here anymore. The NCAA is not showing the teeth lately to go, well, so what? I mean, you knew what the rules were. Mm -hmm. So sit out a year. They're, they're, They're kind of showing a, you know what? That's that's a good point. We don't want, and we don't want you to be traumatized. So here's here's well, the- and now that starts killing nil and kills fan bases. You're done. Agreed. The sport falls apart at that agreed. Point. But it's out. Here we go. I mean. Please tell me. Please please tell me. So far, either of you, I know Jeffrey, you got to go. Please tell me. So far, either one of you, what? Give me an example of something that the NCAA has done as it pertains to recruiting that shows you that they're really, truly concerned about the future of the sport and not just their image and getting sued. Please feel free. The floor is yours. No,
3: never. Uh, I know you got ten seconds, Jeffrey. Ole Miss or Arkansas winning Saturday? Uh,
1: Who knows? I picked (laughs) Ole Miss just because I think I. I think Ole Miss is still playing hard. I can't. I'm not sure. I can say the same for Arkansas. Yeah,
4: yeah. That's that's me. I, I just think Ole Miss is a little better, so I picked them. But nothing, nothing Saturday would surprise me at all.
1: I mean, I, I have thought Ole Miss is going to go to Fayetteville and win before, and I, I'm not. I, I, can count the number of times I was right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm done counting.
4: It's one team that's five and five, and, and has some dissension going on against another team that I fully anticipate is going to be flat and distracted.
1: I think that's more than fair. Yeah. But I think that flat team can run the ball.
4: I do too. I do too. That's why I picked them. Yep.
1: Yeah. Thanks, bud. Hi boys.
4: That was Jeffrey Wright. As always, uh good to visit with him on a Thursday. Appreciate his time as always. You
3: alright? Yeah, headphones I'm kind of uh I was trying to avoid getting helmet hair so I had them like in the back of my head. I'm
4: I'm worried about that too. Yeah, you are? Yep. Always worried about helmet hair. It's like the joke in our house. I'll walk around after I shave and say, you like my new haircut?
3: Yeah. Um, Ole Miss was a question, which is fair, "So what's to do with Noah Chase saying we're above average NIL since the beginning now hitting the abort button. Um, Ole Miss was early on adapters. They had a that they got involved quicker. They had a state in Mississippi that has really relaxed a lot of rules and policies. I mean, the state has done everything legislatively to assist in NIL. Um, I mean, if, if that's something that matters to you, they really have. They've done a ton. They're willing to do more. I mean, I, I spoke to multiple representatives who were willing to push the, four, the four-year max out or at least try if that's what schools wanted. I mean, gave it up to the schools to go, hey, you mean do this. Like, what, what do we think? Um. It's just, it's just, it's it's gotten at least publicly, and also anecdotally, because the last couple days have been a lot of people telling me, "Hey, there's this problem and this problem and this problem and this is happening, this is happening." It's just kind of hit a stall um, relative to other schools who, whether it be completely real or whether it be a bunch of bloviating nonsense, I have no idea. I haven't seen the books either way. There's more public positivity and, and, and momentum in those places right now from an NIL standpoint. I mean, you look at it yesterday, and, you know, look, I've, Neil said this, I'll take his word for it. I mean, Chris Lowe last night tweeting, his on Ryan Bro- Brown yesterday, he meant it hyperbolically, but that's a that's a media death knell in some ways that kind of that, that is a tough blow when he says, hey, Auburn has ten times the NIL – even if it's hyperbolic, that's right. all over the internet. I mean, yeah. suddenly that becomes real, and that's why I'm talking about lying or promoting yourself in positive ways versus, you know, Walker's tweets. I'm like, well, we only had this. Like, no, 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 no. Positivity, positivity, positivity. Yeah. And say,
4: say good things or say nothing is the point I mean, here. Nothing against Walker, but went, yeah. some of the stuff he tweeted last night was just downright stupid. Yeah, it, I it, mean, it, it, I'm sorry. It, it, Let's just be real here. That was that was idiotic. Some of that stuff. Like, what are you doing? So at then. That point? My point is when Chris Lowe
3: says that tons of people inside all the NILs fans who are trying to donate they take it as gospel. They believe it and the old miss fan goes, "Oh hell, we're that far behind, forget it." Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Instead of, "Hey, no, we got a sponsor. We're going." No, 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 we're on this. They allow the meat, the, the the lack of exaggeration, public nature as lane is, is taught is wanted or whatever, mm-hmm. all those different things That allows the media to create ad campaigns positively or negatively depending on which way you have gone with your own PR, basically. Because the media will be more than happy to tout whatever you've done. I mean, look at the crypto market right now. Right. you got guys who have gone all over the place and everybody goes, no, that was fantastic just because they said it was. Same thing. Right. Again, nobody's pulling out tax returns. I mean, you know. So, no, that, that, that's why. It's, 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 it's complicated. <laughs> what?
4: This complicated. It's I complicated. I mean, my, my answer to why did I think they were middle of the pack? Because that's what I was told. Well, they were early on. I mean, it, look. It, you know, that was a year ago,
3: though. It's not incorrect. Liston is the only one that jumped out there and said, nope, we're going to take it by the horns. Going to give this a shot and put some infrastructure in place. But it got way too big for him. That is an accurate thing. The, it was always going to get too big for one person doing something part-time. And in some ways, it's where, it's why you have to be – I'll take Old Miss out of this. This is just collective in general. Use X, Y, and Z because people get hung up on names and stuff, and I'm, I'm talking bigger than that, so I don't want to do that right now. I'm going to cloud the message. Is it, it's also where collectives need corporate assistance from a hiring standpoint, and you have to be really efficient with your hires – because it's sort of a catch-22. You've got to raise as much money as possible here, and you need to raise all this money. You need to make sure that your your overhead's low. You need to make sure you're giving the majority to the athletes, because then the donors are pissed off going, hold on, you're keeping 18%? Well, whoa, whoa, I'm not giving all of a sudden. But at the same time, you need really effective staff to fundraise and market and handle everything. And it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword that's just cutting the hell out of you on both sides. So you need this almost kind of outside money to fund it that is not in fact impacting donations in a lot of
4: ways, and that's that, that, that's well, we've, a we've learned thing. this. Though. We've learned this. You got to spend money to make money. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you got to you got to spend, but
3: it has to come from somewhere else. You can't tell everybody we're taking twenty two percent to pay staff; they'll stop giving.
4: You know
3: what I mean? I, I, I guess because that was a
4: huge fight. The Clark was giving was taking ten percent, and everybody was mad about it. That, and that's true, but at that time the staff was one person. Yeah. At some point, you got to be honest with people. Go, hey, look, we're going to have to raise X amount of money for staff. And then here's, here's where here. – all right. When you hire the staff, you've got to hire the right staff. Also, so there's an efficiency to it. It can't it be, okay, let's hire this person because he's the son of so-and-so. Let's hire this person because he used to play football here. Let's, no, if you're going to hire fundraising people, hire people who are really damn good at fundraising. If you're going to hire someone for marketing, hire somebody who's a professional at marketing. Who, I don't know, has a degree in marketing from a reputable place. Hire some people who aren't, and this is, and this is my criticism of Ole Miss, hire some people who've never been here before. Hire some people who come in to do a job, to put it on their resume, and to, to get that on their resume, they have to do really well. Hire some people who are hungry, who have to learn about it to do it. And if they happen to fall in love with it, great. But that whole, we want people who love Ole Miss thing is a mistake. No, I just want people who are really good. I just want people who are really good. Where you went to school, I really don't care. Where you're from, don't care. Are you good at what you do? Are you hungry? Are you good at what you do?
3: I mean, I, I agree with I'm probably not alienating the entire fan base by eliminating old Miss people, but yeah, I mean, you just find well, the best people in general. Them, uh, but I'm not hiring them because of that. Well, yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that's happened. And you, I mean, it just needs you need more people, need more spots, need more efficient. There's a lot of stuff here. I mean, this is, the website needs revamped. I mean, the website is not conducive to what they need right now. And I would say that to them. That's not me being critical. That's just yeah. the truth. Um, I haven't been on it. I don't know. I can't comment. Um, well, I haven't. I'm just. I'm, it's anecdotal. I'm just hearing stuff sure. the last couple of days. Um, so I don't know. That's that's where we are. Ole Miss plays a game in forty, fifty something hours. Um, fifty six, I guess.
4: That's something complicated like that. math. Yeah, two, two and days, and a half days and yeah,
3: two and a half days, something like that. Um. And then a game on Thursday night against Mississippi State. And now this is – The Iron Bowl is Saturday at whatever time.
4: Is it 2.30? I think it's a CBS game, yeah. Is it? Um, But we've we've hit the point now where the football games are secondary. This is the story. People can – and people will hate that. I get it. But, like, next week, Saturday night – even Cole and those guys—it's Cole and and uh, Jordan Rogers and those guys. I mean, they got to talk about Lane's future. This so is everywhere. now. That'll be a tap dance. Whew. I mean, that'll be a. Re- uh, and then all next week—that's a corporate up, partner leading up mm-hmm. into the uh, leading up into the Egg Bowl. It's going to be a major topic of conversation. And
3: then. No, J.M., you, the website's very important. You have to have the ability for corporate people to pay immediately. No, the website is an entry point. It it matters. Yeah, it matters. The key. It doesn't matter the most, but it matters. No, it's it's important. Fundraising 101 is that you always have to have the
4: capacity to take people's money right then.
3: Yeah, I mean, literally 101 is if someone wants to give you money, take it that moment.
4: Right, that moment.
3: Don't go, hey, we'll call you in a couple days. No, 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 no right now. They might
4: change their mind. Yeah, carry
3: around one of those little things and swipe it. Yep. sure, here. Yep. Done. We'll send you a receipt. Yep, in a hoodie or whatever. Whatever. Hmm. I mean, look, I don't think this is permeating through the players. I mean, Arkansas is not more likely
4: to win this game because of this going on right now. Uh, no, um, I don't think that. I, I just think you've got. I mean, who cares? Number one. I mean, number one. What? It's. It's. We've finally hit that point. It's. It's a non. It's an inconsequential game. What are the consequences of the game? For Arkansas, it's whether or not the Missouri game is the, an, an ultimatum to get into a bowl. For Ole Miss, it's which bowl? But it's not a championship. And it doesn't, it's not impacting a decision that's getting made in the next seven to eight days. It doesn't matter. The game matters, I get it, but it doesn't matter. Long term, it doesn't matter. What matters is this, over the next eight, nine days. Auburn's not going to back off Lane Kiffin because Arkansas beats Ole Miss. That won't factor in. That's not the way they think. So it, yeah. I mean, I'll stick to it. It's an inconsequential game. Ask it this way:
3: because look, if Lane's leaves the program, I mean, if he stays, his programs where it is, and it, it, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, if he leaves, does ten and two make the job
4: more desirable at eight and four? No, no. Because at ten and two, or eight and four, or nine and three, which are the three choices, whoever would come in is asking two questions: What is your nil situation? What is because I, I know of a coach at a at a pretty prominent program right now. I was wondering how you're going to phrase that. Who is interested in getting out of where he is and has at least one portion of an eye on the situation at Ole Miss? Sure. But his first question, I know this for an absolute fact: What's your NIL? What is your situation?
3: So we are not talking about John Sumrall or Kane Womack. No, by no, the way.
4: no, 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 no. A much no,
3: higher known name a, than a that.
4: bigger profile, much higher profile name than that. And don't ask; I'm not yeah. doing it. Don't do the guest thing. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not doing that today. Um, but that. So whoever gets that, whoever if the if the Ole Miss job opens up Saturday or if it opens up a year from Saturday or two years from Saturday. This is now the question. Because as you said, when Chris tweeted that yesterday, or said that, now every coach in the country, Chris Lowe is one of the most respected journalists among coaches in the country. Because he's not hot button. he, he, he He's almost deliberate. He it, might be the most respected. Yeah. Okay. When, when coaches allow someone to get embedded with their program for a while, that's a sign of trust. And they let Chris do it all the time. Chris knows all these guys. So for him to write that was powerful. For him to write that, for Ole Miss, listen, if, if you're out there at Ole Miss and you happen to watch this and you're pissed off right now, you need to, get, you need to understand that what Chris, by, by tweeting that, you're on the clock. Because now, whether it's Lane leaving in a week or Lane leaving in two years or anywhere in between, the next person's going to ask about NIL.
3: Well, that was my point. Yeah, Chris saying that, no matter what the hyperbolic nature or anything else was, it was a negative for Ole Miss. It was something they have to combat because it was a very known entity who's not one of these shock jock tweeters Right. making a very, 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 damaging quote I mean well I mean because look
4: if you if a, if a coach takes the a prospective coach takes Chris at his word and I think Chris was not trying to literally say one-tenth okay matter of fact I know that but regardless they go I mean coaches aren't the smartest people but they're not the stupidest either they go okay so if Auburn's got 13 million one-tenth of 13 million is 1.3 million so that's what you're working with a&M's got 20 and I got one? Mm, I don't know. Which again? need it. Yeah, I need to take it. Okay. It's going to be that day. Um, but th- that's, you got to address that, right? Whether that's true or not, you can address it right away. But you got to address that. Because at some point, you know, I mean, at some point, Kiffin's going to leave. He leaves six years from now. If the current environment remains the way it is with basically no regulation, every coach is going to ask about NIL. It's going to be the first thing they ask about. Because, like you said, it, it's, it's, it's
3: future players and current players. You're, you're doing two different things at one time. You're recruiting two different things at one time. And it all comes from the same pile. Yes. That's what it does. Yes. So that's it. We clearly didn't go through Neil's picks today. We've got calls. Frankly, we've been going for a little more than an hour. There's just stuff. Um, more podcasts coming throughout the uh, the day as we uh, we know more. We'll update anything on the message board. Although, again, Neil made a, made an update this morning. I mean, barring something crazy, I can't expect a whole lot more actual public news today. I wouldn't think. No. Um, so we'll uh, be with you wherever we uh, we need to be. Back for hand-raised guys tonight, 7 o'clock start for uh, that one here on the network. It's got a chance to be a hoot um, with, uh, with all of you, so we'll see you back there. Check RibbleGrove.com in the meantime. Thanks to Jeffrey Wright for his time this morning, as always, on Thursdays, and we'll talk to you again here
5: in a little while. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better